Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. But let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Welcome, everybody. This is the Tony Michaels. And this is Gabe Sanchez, and we put together the best of the week from the Tony Michaels Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here for the best of the week. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking around through the break. We have a special guest with us, stand-up comedian, the host and head writer of Emmy-nominated game show Idiot Test. He also had his first hour stand-up special, Neurotic Gangster, on Showtime. He's a star of Chelsea Lately. TBS called him one of the funniest comedians working Today, he's also an anchor for the Young Turks, where he also does his own video series for Rebel HQ three times a week. And his second hour special drops. Uh, it actually dropped yesterday on Helium Comedy YouTube page. Go check it out. Welcome, Ben Glebe. Thanks, Ben, for joining us here on the Tony Michaels podcast. How have you been, my friend? I've been great, especially pleased now that you nailed that intro and you were so <laughs> insecure about it. I know. Well, it was a it was a big intro. I was a little nervous because, as my audience knows, I completely fuck up intros. Gabe knows this. My audience knows this. So that's like the first one. I think Gabe is that the first one I really had a slam dunk on. Yeah. No. No hiccups along the way yeah. that we know of on camera. Yeah, uh, I'm not yeah. going to point out the two hiccups there actually were because it was so close to being <laughs> right. Heard. Right. Right. Well, there I'm are not a couple. Mentioned that I was one of the stars of Chelsea lately because the show hasn't been on the air in about yeah, well that is years true. or the fact. That it's Helium Comedy Studios presenting the special. I wouldn't mention those because you did such <laughs> yeah. a good job, Tony, on the rest of it. Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned those. Though. That way the audience knows exactly the the history of Chelsea lately and that it must you must go to the Helium Studios, com- whatever, whatever the, uh, the <laughs> exactly. actual name. Go to wherever. Just search The Mad King on YouTube with That's my name it. in it, Ben Glebe, and you'll find it. That's it. Hey, that brings me to a point, because you sent me an advanced copy of this special, and it's great. Everyone should go watch it. It's hilarious. Um, It doesn't just have political and social issues, which is kind of the issues I want to talk to you about mm. today. Um, but what? who are the mad ones? What is that? What? What's the mad ones? I want to ask you about that real quick. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for watching it and for the kind words. Um, the mad ones are my fans across the globe. Um, it, it it's a name really that kind of took shape during the pandemic when I, when we were all shut down and I mm-hmm. created nowhere comedy, which is the world's first virtual comedy venue and became the best. And we created this community and I started doing this, this weekly show at the time. Now I do it about once a month called Glebe off the top crowd work and improvised madness and the people that attend regularly with my were my diehard fans and i called them i started calling them the mad ones after the kerouac quote the only people for me are the mad ones oh, i got you mm. and they started calling me the mad king and which is part of why the specials called that and these amazing group of people that attend most of the shows i do online they travel around north america to see my shows live i mean 
some of my fans have come and seen me just in the last year or two in the same people in DC, Vancouver, uh, Indianapolis, uh, Dallas. They just travel around Philly where I tape the special and they're amazing. Um, and so I wanted to shout them out in the special quite a bit as far as just giving them some, some homage and some love. And, uh, so that, that's the mad ones. Well, we, we love our fans here too. They're called the fuck them fans. So I know f- fuck them fans. So I know, <laughs> I know, you know, fuck them. Fuck Even em. fucked up that intro. Look at that's, that. yeah, well, yeah. It ha- I fuck up every intro. I told you, I told you, this is a thing that happens here on the Tony Michaels podcast. Nice. This special though, you mentioned one of my all time favorite Charlie Kirk pieces of content that you are in you. It, it is, it is a very famous piece of content. I actually think Gabe, we probably played it on our podcast. I don't know, three or four times. I oh, fucking yeah. hate Charlie. It's a, it's, it Charlie. is definitely an evergreen type of a uh, piece of content. I love that. Yeah. I hope that clip never leaves him. It's the dolphin fetus clip. <laughs> it, it is the dolphin fetus clip. And I think people have, have watched it. I'm going to show it again here sure. um, really quick. Cause I, I just, I just want people to remember exactly what the, what the clip is, but I, I have a few questions about this clip. And the reason why is because we've had another friend of the show, Rachel Bittekoffer went and she went to debate night or whatever that I think that's, yeah, that's what he calls mm-hmm. it. Debate, debate night, night yep. with Charlie Kirk. He, she went and debated him and she sent me the footage and I was like, Hmm, that's kind of funny. And here's the reason why I have a question. Cause I wonder, did he intentionally send you this footage that you were able to, you know, make into a clip or is this part of, he actually put this in that debate night. Like he put it in. Well, listen, I'm a very strong negotiator. It's part of being the mad King (laughs) is not taking, (laughs) not letting other people set your terms. And so uh, when he reached out to me, you know, he famously reached out to Congressman Eric Swalwell and he offered him to be on debate night and Swalwell instead put his DM on blast and said, I'm not going to go and debate an insurrectionist that makes me and my family unsafe. I instead accepted the exact same DM that Charlie slid into mine with and said, I'm going to go debate an insurrectionist and humiliate them and uh, do what I can to make sure this person is weakened um, Mm -hmm. because they are an enemy of the people. Anybody that, that supports turning over an obviously fair election and did so by sending buses of people there and encouraging them to fight uh, deserves to be taken down. And, you know, there are people that even don't want this special to be heard. I was telling you guys off air, but right. I don't care. I'll announce it on air. My Facebook page was as was was hacked, taken away from me, stolen, got recovered last night and was just stolen again this morning. There are forces that don't want you to see this special and we cannot let them. I will not let them. I've worked too hard for this and um, we need to get, you know, some of the truth and keeping these mm-hmm. idiot, these malintended assholes honest and so not that my special is going to do, you know, going to change anything on the grand scheme, but we all need to be talking and speaking our truth and speaking truth to power as much as we can. And every little bit counts. Um, so I negotiated very strongly with Charlie's people that they had to allow me to shoot my own iPhone footage of the whole debate. Oh, wow. Uh, and so this, was, so this actual, this clip came iPhone. from your iPhone. Gosh, so, so what you're saying is, is Charlie did cut this out of no, his version. No, I also made them promise that I would not do it unless they agreed to cut out zero content, unless there was just like oh. dead, dead air. And so they had to agree to that in writing. 
and they did. And so um, they released it. But what they did do sneakily at the end of the debate in the bonus time, um, they did cut out the bonus time where I then call him out on funding the insurrection attempt and the protests at the ellipse or rather the protest that led to the insurrection. And I got him to storm off of his own show and storm Whoa. off of his own oh. set. Did you ever? Sh- did, did you so ever? They, so they cut that? They cut that out. I That's on my full debate on my YouTube.com slash Beeglebe. You can see the whole debate. It's an hour 20. It's the extra 15 minutes that we do that shows that happen. And because I released it and released a separate meme showing that, and so he was forced to then show it, he then mm. uploaded a second version of the whole debate that did include that. So he could pretend like he didn't cut it out. Right. He definitely did cut it out because both versions are still live. And the second version, he called me so-called comedian as the title. (laughs) Put me on your show, bro. So what does that speak to your own booking ability if you're so-called? But my favorite part of the Charlie Kirk negotiations, not only did I get all those details set so that I knew I'd be protected and that I could post all these clips as much as I want, but I further got them to agree to fly me out to a studio in Arizona, put me up in a dope hotel, give me a car service and pay for all of my meals when I was there. So right after I was kicked out of his studio and security escorted me off after I made Charlie run like a baby off of his own set, I still had a car service the rest of the day. <laughs> Just I asked waiting. to take me and my girlfriend, now fiance, to a very nice sushi restaurant in Arizona. <laughs> and we had a $270 sushi dinner on Charlie's <laughs> Oh my god. You know, I thought I thought I thought that this dolphin fetus piece of content was the best piece of content, but mm. right now in this moment, that story that you're telling is a damn good piece of Charlie Kirk content. Thank you realize that. The Mad King and, strikes and again. <laughs> What's that? I said the Mad King strikes again. That's right, man. And and aside from that one meme too, if you don't want to watch the whole debate, we released on my Instagram as a little Christmas gift to everybody during the holidays last year. <laughs> 12 days of Kirk's and ass. And <laughs> every day we released a new meme where I own him from that debate. All the topic of abortion, oh a God. great topic for the holidays, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'd like to get into the uh, abortion, abortion um, uh, subject, but nobody's getting into my uterus. You understand well, that? Tony? Well, <laughs> let's, let's watch, let's watch the, uh, the famous Charlie Kirk getting schooled on abortion in 15 seconds. Do you truly in your heart of hearts, truly believe that this is a human being this without a doubt without a doubt yes this is a dolphin fetus so let me without a doubt a dolphin fetus so, is a human being this is a human you just confirmed that a dolphin in in life you confuse dolphins for human babies often so let me you go to sea world and you're like someone's got human babies in that aquarium ben did you have this whole thing prepared and you knew you were going to strike or you do you just carry a little brown bag full of uh, dolphin, dolphin fetuses, fetuses. Mm-hmm. pictures in your. In I your- usually do carry a brown bag of dolphin fetuses. That's just my <laughs> sexual kink. It's the only way I can come. But um, I happened to bring it to this location because I had that moment planned. I knew exactly how I wanted to phrase it. I knew exactly how I wanted to give him fairly a chance to say yes or no that he believed that was a a human or not. I wasn't trying to trap him, but mm-hmm. I had an exact way to phrase it where I said to him, I showed the I planned to show the photo to the audience and then to him and say, "Do you in your heart of hearts believe?" And he said, "Yes." And I gave him an, an out. I said, I, "I said you do or whatever." I said, "I give." I said, "Do you believe in your heart of hearts this is a human being?" And he goes, "Without yeah. a doubt." And I go, "Without a doubt." <laughs> I gave him a chance. 
He could have doubted at that moment. He could have been, I think so. I can't tell the photo. Right. right. He goes, yes, absolutely. And this- so I talk about it in my special as well. Um, and a little bit of, of, of the behind the scenes of that. Um, because uh, he is a bad person. Yeah. I just love the man. stare off to whoever whoever was on yes. set or the producer or cameraman was like, oh, fuck. Yes, <laughs> yes. That'll haunt him forever. And um, when I was in Arizona, my now fiance um, didn't understand why I needed to stop on the way to, I had to have the car service drop us off on the way to the set at an office max or office depot or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I got to print this photo. She's like, who cares? It's a whole debate. You've been preparing for two weeks. I'm like, I need mm-hmm. this dolphin photo picture. Trust me. Did anyone and at the store like stop? 40 million views across platform <laughs> and it, it went as big as possible. Did anyone at the store as you, as you were printing it out, did they stop and go, huh? Okay. Yeah, I mean, they they looked a little weird. Thank God, uh, but they knew the it was a dolphin was not pro life. Sure. Yes, they knew for sure. <laughs> Thank God that dude was was not a Kirk supporter in Phoenix, Arizona. You do never know. Um, but also, it was another fun part of that day was it was the greatest um, debate prep vibe I've ever had um, before a serious moment like that because my fiance loves lazy rivers. And the hotel they put us up at, the Arizona Grand Resort, has like some huge lazy river mm-hmm. around the whole resort. It's a water park. And so I wanted to, and I, I was studying for weeks. I was being, you know, advised by Narrow and Planned Parenthood, unofficially, unofficially. People that worked there um, were giving me advice. And, uh, and I still have more research to do. So we literally were in a lazy river and I was on my phone researching abortion rights and talking points and counterpoints. And she was holding on to my tube from her tube. And just every 10 minutes that she was relaxed and maxed out as could be, I'd be like, babe, do you mind looking up the 13th Amendment, the 14th Amendment? Can you give me the full <laughs> language of that? Hey, look, look up for me r- r- real quick, Dobbs, if you can, with the full language of Dobbs. And she's telling me about abortion details I'm putting into my brain while little children who were not aborted were floating by. Very, <laughs> very unaborted uh, uh, fetuses inside these tubes that were in the lazy river. Yep. Right my favorite kind of kids are non-aborted kids. Oh, really? Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so the, the special is great. And you released two clips on Instagram. And the one actually is what caused me to go, hey, I need to I need to get a hold of this guy. I love the Charlie Kirk 15 seconds dolphin fetus abortion video. That is a fantastic piece of content. I got to ask him how he got that piece of content or how he got that video from Charlie Kirk. Now we know. Now we mm-hmm. know that there was another camera in the room. But I want to play first. This is hilarious. The the airplane uh, clip you put on Instagram of your special. Let's play that real quick. How come we can never get the volume of the announcements right on airplanes? <laughs> We've had aviation for decades. No one's told this to the airlines. Always the announcements are far too loud or far too quiet. And the important ones are far too quiet. And the dumb ones are far too loud. The captain of this special. Vessel gets on. He's always like, I'm sorry. Did you say engine fire? And then five minutes later, a flight attendant comes on. We're gonna be coming down the aisle with the United Mile Blaster card. We're gonna give you fifty thousand bonus miles. Can you use that speaker for the death announcement? Because I'm sitting here sucking my own and I don't know what's next. 
So, so, so Ben, clearly uh, you do just a little more than political and social comedy, obviously, um, which I think yeah. that's a hilarious clip. Thank um, you. So tell us about the special, though, because I've watched it. But how long did it take you to work through this material? Because it's a full hour, a whole full hour. How long did it take me to write that stuff? I mean, basically, this is the material that I've been developing since my last special. And it's been some time because of this weird, slow moving business. So uh, my last special dropped in 2016. So it's been about six years in the making of developing this new stuff. And um, it's the best pulled out of multiple hours of stuff I've been touring with in these last handful of years. And I just, you know, talk about a very wide range of things in this special. Like you said, I talk about, I mean, just as like, as a quick rundown of some topics, I talk about um, LGBTQ rights and bathroom protests. I talk about national anthem protests. I do a whole long chunk on religion, on the constitution. I talk about the me too movement. I make fun of, over wokeness i also make fun of um i make fun of girls that are too into mermaids i tell stories about ex girls <laughs> i the girls that want to be mermaids i talk about um some stories about ex-girlfriends and things they did that were strange weird dates i had weird proclivities of mine fights i've been in therapy stories about me discovering that i had adhd and being in therapy um just our crumbling planet living in a post-truth era bias racism I cover all these different things, technology, robots taking over, and just some weird stories about me and my girlfriend uh, being very lazy humans and overeating on the couch. We cover it all in this special. And so I've been developing the material for a long time, and I jam-packed in a lot of stuff, like not to talk shit about other comedians, but just to talk a little bit of shit. <laughs> Most specials that I watch these days, it's an hour of like very long stories that – you might get four stories in an hour. You might laugh three or four times in the whole hour special, if that, from some of the greats even. People that are considered the greats. And I hope watching this special, you're going to get like 30 topics in an hour and four minutes. It's more than an hour. And I think you're going to laugh 50 plus times, if not 100 times. I'm hoping to keep you rolling for an hour plus. And this is a different experience, I think. Well, it was absolutely hilarious, and I love mm -hmm. that you did walk through all those topics, um, and you did it so well. One of those topics being religion, and really right now in our country, we have sitting Congress people, a woman in Georgia specifically, who claims that she is a self-proclaimed Christian white nationalist or whatever she's saying. I mean, it's it feels like she's saying she's a Nazi, but I want to play a clip here before we get into that too deep uh, that also was on Instagram where you talk about uh, God, Jesus, and bumper stickers. Let's listen to this. Yes, indeed. Because people get so hung up on labels. You see everywhere bumper stickers that say, like, Jesus is God. Read the Bible. And whether or not you believe Jesus is God, it's just kind of ridiculous to cite as backup proof the only place that says he's God. That's like saying animals can talk. Watch Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Oh, that that you know that reminds me almost of the uh, Charlie Kirk slam dunk with the with mm -hmm. the dolphin fetus there. <laughs> uh, when, when, when you're when you're going after people with the bumper sticker, well, it's because because what I try to do, I I I try to create moments that corner people in like in in perfect logic mm -hmm. that you can't disprove. How are you going to disprove that clip? There is no disproof to that. It is right. a perfect analogy. 
you can believe Jesus is God if you want. And I say in the special, I respect all people. This is a, a special, I think, that is both progressive and crazy as shit. You can be both. It's not a mold that many have figured out, but I've figured it out. You can be extreme and be funny and say crazy things while also not being cruel to people. So people should have whatever religious beliefs they want, ever gives them comfort. But put an asterisk on it. Like I say in the special, we think we're pretty yeah. sure. But to cite as, oh, it's this is fact. It's in the Bible. Yeah, that's the one place that says it. That's the book that says it. That's like exactly like saying <laughs> animals can talk because of Dr. Doolittle. Because I mean, you watched no, the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I don't remember who played him, Eddie Murphy or Steve Martin. One yeah. of the two, I'm pretty sure. But they're not God. You understand the point? Right. Right. I'm well, getting very riled up because I am the Mad King. There's many uh, definitions of mad. I'm partially wacky and weird. I'm also partially very angry. I'm also very, very sleep deprived. I'm on three hours sleep right now. I was working on artwork for the special and editing an animated intro for it until 9 a.m. this morning. And oh, wow. I recovered now my identity even before we started this podcast. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very mad in many ways. Well, so let's let's talk about that anger and let's direct it in a, in a way that we can uh, talk about this white Christian nationalism because we watch over the weekend, um, this last weekend, we saw CPAC on the banner and I think they did it as kind of a joke but they announced to the entire room, we are all domestic terrorists. And they, they had it on the jumbotron as if it was some kind of dig on liberals or something. And I was like, you're, you're now branding yourselves as domestic terrorists. And that's what it feels like when Marjorie Taylor green and some of these other politicians are embracing, not just their Christianity, right? But they're saying you have to be Christian. It is a Christian nation and you have to do these things and you have to think the way I think or else. And that's, that's the way it's starting to feel. Do you get that sense? A hundred percent. I mean, Lauren Boebert went as far as a week or two ago saying that the government is not supposed to dictate how religions operate, which they're not. But religions mm -hmm. are supposed to dictate how the government operates, which is not at all true. That's a Christian nationalist, a fundamentalist bullshit opinion. It's inaccurate. And it's them openly and overtly saying we only care if you're white Christians. That is it. And Marjorie Taylor Greene saying the same thing. This should be a Christian nationalist nation that it should not be. And you should get the fuck out of this nation if you believe that it is, let alone serve in the halls of power of this nation, right. let alone being someone that also supported and winked at these insurrectionists very strongly for weeks leading up to it, including the day before, and I think the day of as well. I mean, these are horrible idiots. That clip I'm sure you're referring to partially here uh, at CPAC of Marjorie Taylor Greene in a jail cell, a fake right. jail cell, yeah. crouched down praying with Brandon Strzok, mm -hmm. the also insurrectionist who served jail time for it, and who I also have destroyed in, in a debate on my YouTube <laughs> uh, where I took on at the same time him and Tommy Lahren and Aaron Elmore in a video on my YouTube page called Ben Glebe systematically destroys Fox News talking points <laughs> where I took all three of them on at once and destroyed them on every single point. And I do play by play commentary in this video, how I destroyed them. And then I bounce off the show and, tore off my mic and stormed off at, at once I hit the peak level of their ignorance and racism and cold heartlessness enough. These people do not have a place in our government. They don't have a place in our country. The only people who should go back to where they came from is the people that believe other people should go back to where they came from. Mm -hmm. People who think that who push that should get back on the fucking Mayflower or whatever white bread vehicle they came here on <laughs> and go back to their country of origin and stop being these isolationist closed off dickheads that try to make themselves feel better by oppressing others and try to make people uh, 
try to make excuses for the fact that all of their policies only benefit themselves, the very rich, the very top greediest few. I talk about that in the special too, by making it seem like these culture issues they use to divide us, which are complete non-issues, also talk about that in the special, are completely manufactured controversies that they use to keep us unaware of or unfocused on the fact that they don't have policies that help the average working man. They're against unions. They're against time off. They're against paid maternity leave. They're against better working conditions or against raising the minimum wage. They're against every single thing that would help working people, but they get you real riled up about abortion and about bathrooms and about anthem kneeling, which hurts nobody. And they keep the country divided. So I take all that on the special. I have a brand, I have a video that just dropped the other day on exactly that too, on, on my rebel HQ young Turks videos where I just break down piece by piece, how, how Hannity uh, now says that if you want to, if you're having trouble making ends meet in this country, just work more, work 70, 80, 90 hours a week. How about instead pay people a living wage? How does that sound? Right. Well, that, that sounds like logic and it probably goes against my bad. (laughs) (laughs) You would, you would think you'd be like, Oh, that would make more sense if we just did it this way. And they, I feel like Republicans are, they really push through the most inefficient ways of doing something. And they go, well, I don't really give a fuck what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm able to line my pockets and, you know, travel how I want to travel and, you know, be where I want to be without any of these constraints that I want to project onto other people. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, my life, my life is great. I'm good to go, you know, which is exactly what you're talking about. These Republicans will project their own insecurities, their own ego problems, everything onto other people to to limit access and limit the rights that they have within their own lives. And it's and most of it's not even genuine. It's not even mm-hmm. their own insecurities. It's it's things they realize are wedge issues. They don't care about those things. They've all had abortions. They've all paid for abortions. All of these rich, unfaithful, right-wing Congress people, they're mostly horrible hypocrites. And they just do it for wedge issues and it affects their own life. They don't believe a damn thing that they say. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that brings up a good issue uh, before we, we head out here is uh, the hypocrisy. And we, 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 it's been a great week for democracy the last few weeks. We, the, the primary in Kansas where overwhelmingly the people in Kansas said, yep. no, you're not going to take away our fucking rights. That's mm-hmm. not yep. going to be a thing that's going to happen. You can go fuck yourselves. Even in a red state like Kansas, yep. uh, you also, we also watched, the the raid of Donald Trump, whatever that may come of that, and then the, the I, oh, I, and I think the best part exciting. of the raid, honestly, if I was a woman, I would have been made very wet by that. <laughs> so so you would have you had we, <laughs> that brings up another character. It didn't make me hard because that would have been I would have been a little weird, like it wasn't sexual for me. So I'm just projecting onto a part of the population <laughs> that I can't relate to. But I'm assuming if I was a woman, that would have turned me on. I don't know. You don't know. Well, I mean, it happens that way. But I get—I guess where I was getting at—that—that that the raid more than anything, because it's important, like what happens mm. and the crimes that he committed. But it may be a little hard, probably a little, <laughs> just like a little chub, just, just a little, you know. <laughs> but the thing—the thing that I think is most important is the reaction of the right wing media. That was the most important thing about the raid. Not the raid. I mean, the raid is probably yep. important itself, like in history, because it's never happened before. Mm-hmm. But in this moment, in the in the body of of where we are politically, right? And this back and forth, like you're saying, the hypocrisy, and they're full of shit, and they don't actually believe this stuff. It's just the tail wagging the dog type shit. But the actual reaction from the right wing, because they 
were freaking the fuck out last night and tonight. So much so that Tucker Carlson, uh, Charlie Kirk's older brother, couldn't even appear on his show last night. He had some Wish.com Tucker fill in for him on Fox News. But the reaction <laughs> was so beautiful. But really, I think it's so important and it, it, it really speaks to how their back is against the wall, because I actually think that's the biggest fraud that Donald Trump has wrought on our country is that somehow there's this big support for him and Trumpism and all this nonsense. Well, I think there is big support. You don't think there's big support? Well, I actually think that it is a big it is a large number of people, but it's a small percentage of our country. And I think a lot of it is that some people need permission to say, yeah, okay, I don't actually believe in all that stuff. I just say it because it's it's like uh, I say all the time, we're at the intersection of WrestleMania and real life. And a lot of these people have made politics their WrestleMania, right? It's the, it's the Saturday night thing that they do that they pretend and they go to work and, oh, you got to like this and you got to like that and Second Amendment and abortion and but they don't really understand the inner workings of what is happening. I, when Roe v. Wade was overturned by Dobbs, I said, soon there are going to be trumped up white dudes that walk into a gas station in a red state looking for condoms. And the clerk's going to go, we don't have fucking condoms. What do you mean you don't have condoms? Well, we don't have condoms because you vote for Republicans and they ban condoms because they don't like for you to do the things that they want to do. Right. And so that realization that, hey, this affects you as much as it affects the, the woman that you don't want to have an abortion. Right. I actually believe that there is a large number of these, quote unquote, Trump supporters that aren't actually Trump supporters. It's a go along to get along thing. It's a, I like the evil villain because he feels good to me to like the evil villain in this moment. And I think I think until we get to a situation where. We can make the evil ones. I'm talking about the bad ones, the ones that want to commit violence. They want to overturn our government. They want they do not want us to be a democracy because it is a threat to their fascism. Until we get them to crawl back underneath the rock and they do not have permission to do that kind of shit anymore. We're still going to have this trouble in this country where this fraud of Trumpism is is really rotting our country. Right. Now I see what you mean. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I do agree. It's a very small percentage of people that actually understand right. what they're mm -hmm. espousing and right, truly exactly. believe that. Absolutely. I think it's a sadly enormous percentage, probably 30 to 40 percent of the country that goes along with it, that has been tricked. They fall in one of three categories. They truly believe it and they're evil people or they are very dumb, very, very, very gullible and have been hypnotized by you can't blame them to some degree by a party and a media ecosystem on the right that has convinced them that everything that is on the other side is against them is fake is false is cheating is taking away their rights is making their life worse is raising their taxes even though it's the exact opposite and the other section are people that are just kind of ne'er-do-wells they're people that are just not great folks that are like oh let me root for the villain, even though it's real life. I mean, to some degree, you can't give them that much slack because, yeah, they might not fully understand it, but they're aware that they're cheering for a president who's acting like a like he's a bad guy in wrestling. They're, you know, he's not mm -hmm. Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper up there. He's the president, and right. he's talking about real lives. He had them cheering the other day. I did a video about this Rebel HQ. He goes, y'all know Biden, the deaths under Biden were way worse than my deaths, and they go, woo! I mean, he got a cheer line on amount of yeah. American deaths being more under one than the other. 
which is physically accurate once you account for all the factors that Trump fucked up. (laughs) But even if it was accurate, he has you're cheering for American deaths instead of being like, whoa, I'm leaving this arena right now because this is a pale far too far. And so, yes, I don't know how we put it back in. I don't know how we how we we think we need some sort of truth. We need some sort of truth, uh, some uh, some unbiased bipartisan of the people truth commission. We need to enforce uh, truth and advertising laws again, truth and broadcasting laws again. We need to make sure we do not allow people to call themselves news that are just blatant propaganda machines, mm-hmm. not based on facts. There are things we can do, but until we figure that out, we have to just you know make noise. We have to make it known. We have to mock the people that are trying to execute this. We need to laugh at them. And uh, I think my special is a pretty good way to do some of that. Well, that that's great. Well, because me and Gabe, me and Gabe have talked about exactly the topic that you're saying: is comedy dead? Is satire mm-hmm. dead? Is parody dead? Because these people really make it difficult, right? Man, you know, to to level up from where they're at to get the satire right. and the parody. Like even the even the moment at CPAC where you've got you know Marjorie Taylor Greene in a jail cell, like that would totally outside of the fact that people kept tagging me and they thought that I was the guy in the jail cell doing oh a God. bit, and I was like, that is that is not me. I'm I'm not him. But the the fact that that people were like, oh, yeah, Gabe would totally do this in a video or this would totally be a bit means that like, have we jumped the shark here? Like, are we just making like real life making fun of itself? Like what is the Republican Party is nonstop, you know, 100 percent. If they're not if they're not doing one crazy uh, drinking their piss for covid, they're doing something else where you'd be like, this would be something you would make fun of. And they're like, nope, this is 100% genuine. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Well, they got to own the libs, you know? That, right, that, yeah. A lot of this, right? It's, it's, again, it's a wrestling match. You got to get your, your chair on the back thing. But I, I Well, I they're, they're very sad that slavery is over, so they feel like they have to own somebody. <laughs> well, that, that is one way of putting it. Ben, <laughs> I, I, think, I think you're a warrior in this fight. I think the, the the just the videos that you put out, just the simple one of Charlie Kirk owning him and mocking him, like you said, and just exposing him for the fraud that he really is, um, is is a, is moving the needle. And I agree with you. I think we have to continue to do this stuff to move the needle to eventually get shame the ones who are dangerous to crawl back underneath their rock to wake up some of the ones that are just kind of hypnotized by this all, like you said. Mm-hmm. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Thank you guys for doing your part in that fight as well. Tell us one more time. It dropped yesterday, but tell us one more time exactly where to go so I don't fuck it up. Tell us where exactly <laughs> where to go to find your special, your second one-hour special. Tell us exactly where to go. So also easiest way in some ways is just follow me on Instagram or TikTok. I yeah. post five videos a week there, other stand-up videos. Excuse me, crowd work where I make fun of the crowd. Uh, highlights of my Rebel HQ videos and my link in bio on both my Instagram and Twitter. My Instagram Twitter is at Ben Glebe, B-E-N-G-L-E-I-B. The top link will be check out my new hour special, The Mad King. Click that. It'll take you right to it. Or just go on YouTube, Helium Comedy Studios page, search for Ben Glebe, The Mad King, or probably just searching for that without the studios. We'll probably bring it up. Ben Glebe, The Mad King. Watch it. Sit down with some popcorn and some beer or some weed or some whatever, maybe hard cocktails, whatever you do, flavored right. seltzer water, if that's your poison, you know, whatever you need, but uh, get ready for a, for a pretty in, in, intense comedy ride, I think. 
Well, Ben, thank you very much for joining us. And don't be afraid to come back, my friend. We'd love mm-hmm. to talk I would about love politics. It. Uh, Anytime. We love, we love laughing and we love uh, talking politics. And we love, we absolutely love dogging on Charlie Kirk. Mm-hmm. It is one of my favorite ditto. pastimes. Ditto. One of my favorite ditto, pastimes. Ditto. Thank you very much, my friend. You have a good one. Everyone stick around. We will be right back right after this break. Are you thinking about running for president? It, uh, that's a decision that I'm going to make in the in the coming months, Savannah. I'm not going to make any announcements here this morning, but uh, but it is something that I uh, I'm thinking about, and I'll make a decision uh, in the coming months. She definitely is running for president. That is the entire point of what I was trying to make yesterday. Is it doesn't matter if she wins or she loses here. Liz Cheney is not going away. Neither are n- neither is Dick Cheney, Darth Vader Jr. I mean, the good die young. Dick Cheney will live forever. I mean, he'll be at least 565 years old before he's dead. I mean, if you go by the the good die young thing. <laughs> uh, Liz Cheney loses her primary to, I think someone said wish.com, Carrie Lake. I'm not sure who said it, but um, <laughs> they're about right. This is only to the detriment of the Trump caucus in the House if this person shall win uh, the general election. This is not good for Wyoming. It's only good for Liz Cheney. If you want to know the honest truth here, it's only good for Liz Cheney. It only gives her a national platform to launch a presidential campaign bid to absolutely try to destroy Trumpism. Because at this point, I believe that Trump has miscalculated on who and what Liz Cheney is. Liz Cheney is a very vindictive person. She will come after Trump and Trumpism and anyone who supports Trump. It is very obvious. And she is signaling that she's going to run for president. Hell, she said the other day, not in so many words. This is my phrasing of it. She told Ron DeSantis to fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. He's not going to be the fucking presidential nominee. Fuck that guy. She obviously believes that she has a chance to run and win. Now, whether she actually does from now until the time of a Republican primary in this country, maybe, maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. I mean, I think it's hard to tell at this point what the hell is going to, what the political landscape is going to look like. Now, some in the Republican Party definitely are betting on that Trumpism will live through 2023. Some are definitely betting on that. I think it's a really shitty bet that Trumpism is going to be popular across the land. I think there's Trump fatigue here in certain parts of the country, even in red parts of the country. We see it with the Beto O'Rourke campaign. People have Trump fatigue. Hell, they're showing up in MAGA hats, having Beto sign the hats, and and they support Beto. Of course, of course the mood is changing in our country. How could it not be? We have not just People who voted for Trump in 16, but in 2020, who absolutely walked away from him because of what he did on January 6th. And now we find out that the guy is not just <laughs> tried to overthrow our government, but he's he's broken the Espionage Act, taking classified documents. The thing they fucking the thing they fucking used as the crutch to run in 2016 with the email lady. And then in 2020, that Joe Biden just couldn't handle being president. And this guy walks out with all kinds of documents and he can't get the story straight. This is a great narrative for Liz Cheney. 
You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head-ass speaking.